God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. This is Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day, that's when we remember those who have died in active military service. I'm thankful today for the men and women who in their service to this country gave their life because they have made available for us the freedom that we have today to number one, do this show and to boldly speak God's word wherever we may be. I just pray we do not take for granted the freedoms others have earned for us by the giving of their life. But the ultimate freedom we have is in Christ. And Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Today we have a very exciting program. We'll hear some wonderful music. We'll read some of the Bible together regarding God's magnificent grace. And our interview segment is with Dee Collins. Dee is the founder and CEO of Dunamis Woman Enterprise, a life empowerment corporation committed to exposing, educating, and empowering women and men to break through life barriers for great success. It's an interview that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Let's start off with this song by Matthew West, Grace Wins. In my weakest moment I see you Shaking your head in disgrace I can read the disappointment Written all over your face Here come those whispers in my ear Saying who do you think you are Looks like you're on your own from here Cause grace could never reach that far But in the shadow of that shame On the cross, for a world that 
God's grace is abundant in our lives every single day. He has demonstrated His unconditional love towards us in the great truth and the giving of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is defined as unearned favor. Who of us was good enough to approach God of our own works and request of Him a Redeemer for the sin of Adam? God is love and God is light. God is also gracious towards mankind. Grace can only be given because of love. God loves us, therefore He has shed His grace on each of us. We find God's grace all throughout history. God showed His grace toward Adam and Eve after they had sinned and were cast out of the Garden of Eden. His grace was abundant in that He set a flaming sword that turned every way to keep man from the tree of life. Without that grace of placing the flaming sword, mankind could have stepped over an unredeemable boundary, resulting in mankind forever living in his fallen state. Then God went further. In his grace, in his favor, toward his man and his woman, by giving them the promise in Genesis chapter 3 of the coming Redeemer, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. What a grace! He could have turned his back and walked away from it all and started all over. But he didn't because of his love and because of his grace. In Genesis chapter 5, we see God's grace shown toward mankind once again. Let's read verses 5 through 8. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord, verse 6, that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. Verse 8, But... <laughs> And that's a huge but. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Here the thoughts, the imaginations of man's heart were only evil continually. But Noah received grace from the Lord. God displayed his graciousness toward us in the life of Noah. Had mankind been completely wiped out by the flood, we would not be here today. We would not have this most precious of all gifts, life. Why did Noah receive grace in the eyes of the Lord? Number one, because God is love. But also because God looks at the heart of a man or a woman. And God knew by his foreknowledge that Noah would believe him and that Noah would be obedient to his instruction. Look at verse 9 of that same chapter. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Noah was a good man. He was upright. He had integrity. He had a pure heart. Noah walked with God. He heard God's voice, and he was obedient to God's direction. Noah found grace in the sight of God. Verse 22 of that same chapter. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Twice there, it says Noah did. What did he do? He did all that God had commanded him. 
in the days of Noah, all mankind lived their life in corrupt disobedience to the one true God. It says in verse 11 of that same chapter that violence filled the earth. Men and women lived their lives according to the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Mankind had walked outside of God's will. They were living outside the cover, so to speak, of God's protection, allowing God's archenemy, the devil, to bring the flood upon mankind with the intent to kill God's creation, including the possibility of the promised Redeemer. Remember, the devil, he was handed the dominion of this world in the fall of Adam. That's the only reason he can ever do what he does when mankind walks away from God. Thankfully, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's grace displayed toward Noah, it extends all the way to us today. Now, as we continue to read in the Old Testament, we see that both Moses and the children of Israel, they found grace in God's sight. Exodus chapter 33, verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For you, Moses, have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Wow. <laughs> Moses found grace in the sight of God. Psalm 103 shows some of the great grace of God towards his people, towards the Israelites. Uh, let's read verses 2 through 8 of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. From the psalm there, we can see that God is overflowing with grace. He loves to show his favor. He also has plenty of mercy to go around for everybody. A couple other verses in the Old Testament, Psalm 111, verse 4. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Psalm 116, verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. God was gracious towards Moses and the children of Israel time and time again. God's grace displayed toward Moses and the children of Israel, it extends all the way to us today. Now, when we look at the Gospels, we also find tremendous evidence of God's grace. Uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 30. And the angel said unto Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. The word favor here is the word grace. Mary found favor with God. Did she find her favor with God because of how good she was? Because of her good works? No. She found favor with God because of God's love. God saw Mary's humble and believing heart. Mary's reply to the angel upon finding out that she would be carrying the Christ child, she said, Be it unto me, according to thy word. You know, I think we might be seeing a pattern here. Noah, he found grace in the eyes of God, and he was obedient to do all that God instructed him to do. Moses is referred to in the Word of God as the humblest man on the face of the earth. He was humble toward God, which means he was obedient to God, and he believed what God spoke. And we know that Moses found favor in the sight of God. The Israelites received the great benefit from God's grace upon the life of Moses. Now here we see in Luke that Mary found favor in the sight of God. 
She believed God. She was humble in her heart. And she said, Be it unto me according to your word. The grace of God, which is above and beyond the grace already given to all mankind, is available to those who are humble and obedient to their Heavenly Father. We walk into that grace by believing. We will see this come up shortly when we look at a few verses in the church epistles. God is no respecter of persons. God looks at the heart of an individual. God honors believing. God honors humbleness. God honors obedience. Well, let's look at Luke chapter 2. Jesus Christ, he received grace from his heavenly Father. Verse 40, And the child Jesus grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 52 of that same chapter, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus Christ received grace from God. He received favor from both God and man. Jesus was obedient to his Father's will. In the Gospel of John, it states that he did only what his Father showed him. In all that Jesus Christ accomplished, all of it was totally within the will of the Father, including his obedience unto death. And while hanging on the tree, Jesus Christ knew that his Father would extend great grace toward mankind by raising him from the dead. The grace displayed toward both Mary and Jesus, it carries all the way through to us today. That grace of God, it has eternal reverberations. Without God's grace, mankind literally would not exist today. We find God's grace, we find his favor toward all mankind in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on Jesus Christ is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We see here that God so loved that he gave. He gave his perfect, sinless Son so that we might have life. Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world. Jesus Christ is the evidence of God's favor toward you. You know, we did absolutely nothing to earn or convince God to redeem mankind. God did it because of his love and his grace. Let's look at Romans chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. The righteousness of God, which is by faith, and this faith here is the complete, perfect believing of Jesus Christ. So, the righteousness of God, which is by the complete, perfect believing of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is no difference. All have sinned. It just does not matter what good works you or I may try to do to earn God's approval to the end of eternal life. Your work, my work, would never be good enough because of the sin of Adam, which resulted in the separation of mankind from God. Only the good and perfect work of a perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ, could pay the ultimate price, death, thereby earning eternal salvation for all who choose to believe. Religion will always be, what work do I need to do? True Christianity, on the other hand, that is a relationship with the Father because of the work of Jesus Christ. We know that the work of Jesus Christ met the demands of a just God because God raised him from the dead. It's in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have life, life eternal. 
Look at verse 24 here, still in Romans chapter 3. Being justified freely. And this justification is to be declared legally righteous in the sight of God. So, being justified freely, legally declared righteous in the sight of God, by God's grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It is by God's grace that we are found not guilty. It is by God's grace that we have been redeemed in Christ Jesus. We are justified freely. Freely means without a cost to you or I. It is freely given because of God's grace. What is it to be redeemed? To be redeemed is to be purchased back. We have been purchased back from the adversary, the devil, by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We no longer belong to the evil one. We're no longer under the curse of Adam. We now belong to God, and we reside in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. We have been redeemed unto eternal life, to live and serve the one true God. That is our true calling. That is our redemption. And all of it is by God's grace. Totally undeserved and totally impossible to earn by our own good works. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 6 through 11. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved. We are His children, and it's to the praise of the glory of His grace. In His grace there is glory, magnificent brilliance. It's a glory that shines and will shine through all eternity, and it's going to grow brighter and brighter with each passing moment, and it's all in His acceptance, because we are His beloved. My, how people try daily to be accepted by God and by others. Quit trying. <laughs> We're already accepted in the beloved. We are His pride and joy. We are His children in Christ because of His grace. Verse 7 here in Ephesians 1, In Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. We have all of this because of the abundant wealth of His grace. God is not stingy with His grace. He's not going to run out of favor. He is rich in the giving of His grace. Verse 8, Wherein He has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. In His grace, He has given above and beyond all wisdom and good sense. Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. What is the mystery of his will? It's that the body would be one, composed from all the nations of the world, of those who would believe regarding Jesus Christ. Those who would believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confess him as Lord the riches of that mystery being Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. By His grace, He has made it known unto us. What a life! What a day! What a time to be alive! Only the Father can show you in the depth of your heart the greatness of who He is and the incredibly awesome grace which he has shown you in Christ. Let your heart marinate in his word. Allow his grace to be magnified in your life. Listen closely to the still small voice and the nuggets of truth and glory that he has for you. God loves you so very, very much. You're his child. He desires to fellowship with you. He desires that you would spend time with Him. He will open the eyes of your understanding as you go to His Word and as you ask Him to show you and to magnify to you the greatness of who He is. 
and who you are as his child. Let's continue in verse 10 here of Ephesians 1. That in the administration of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. That's the return of Jesus Christ. He's coming back. The unbelievers, the devil, they couldn't stop him from coming the first time, and they're surely not going to stop him from coming again. It could be today. It might not be for another hundred years, but it most assuredly will happen. And when he comes back, he's going to be king of kings, lord of lords. And it's all because of God's great grace and great love. Verse 11, In Christ also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. God knew you before the foundation of the world. In his foreknowledge, he knew that you would believe on his solution to mankind's dilemma. His solution? The Lord Jesus Christ. God didn't make you believe, but he knew you would believe by the freedom of your will when you heard the truth. He has shown you great grace. His favor toward you has been on your life since he knew you in your mother's womb. You also have an inheritance with Christ. Your inheritance is because of God's grace. Our Heavenly Father loves to give. Your inheritance will be distributed in its entirety at the return of Jesus Christ and throughout all eternity. To cap off our look at the magnificence of God's grace, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. We'll read here verses 4 through 9. God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. There it is. Grace again. By grace we are saved. Even when we were dead and without hope, ungodly and sinners, God made us alive in Christ. God's favor is displayed in his mercy and his love. Verse 6, And God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Right now, spiritually, you are seated at God's right hand in Christ. Christ is the head of the body to which the church belongs, of which each of us is a member in particular. And in all the future ages and eons to come throughout all eternity, God will exhibit, he will put on display the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. In other words, God shows to all his creation how great and magnificent he is by way of what he does for you throughout all eternity. Oh my gosh, that is just so remarkable. What an awesome father we have. What tremendous grace has been given to us. If only we could believe and walk into the greatness of that grace today and live who we are in Christ. It's surely available. Verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is totally by God's grace that we have anything that we have. Salvation is a gift from God. Not a single one of us can boast in our own works. There's no longer any room for self-made men and women. There's no boasting that one of us is better than another. There's no place for self-condemnation and sin consciousness. God's grace is more than enough throughout all eternity. Today, in your obedience and humbleness to His will, His favor will take you places and bring you before 
those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. It will be places and it will be people that you could never approach on your own. But in His grace, there is great entree into wherever He needs you. Let's close with 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 1. This is the Amplified Bible version. Working together with Him, we strongly urge you not to receive God's grace in vain by turning away from sound doctrine and His merciful kindness. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but was blind but now I see t'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that I first believed my chains are Our guest today is Dee Collins. Dee is one of the nation's leading experts skilled in igniting the power within others. 
Dee is the founder and CEO of Dunamis Woman Enterprise, a life empowerment corporation committed to exposing, educating, and empowering women and men to break through life barriers for great success. Dee is a visionary and charismatic leader. She sets the bar high as a dunamis, powerful woman, trailblazing in the speaking and coaching arenas as a John Maxwell certified coach. Dee serves as an entrepreneur, author and publisher, television talk show host, radio host, spiritual advisor, and coach. For over 20 years, Dee has skillfully guided women and men on how to break through the barriers of their mind and life so that they may reach their maximum potential. Dee also holds an Associates of Arts degree in Mental Health Services from Prairie State College, a Bachelor's from Trinity Christian College in Organizational Management, and a Master of Arts from Olivet Nazarene University in Professional Counseling. Dee's slogan, Dee Speaks, You Think. I'd like to welcome Dee Collins to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Dee. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. You made me sound real good. Oh, you are. (laughs) (laughs) A woman of many skills and talents. To God be the glory. Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to begin, can you tell us a little bit about your testimony of how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, wow. That was that was very interesting. You're taking me way back. Um, 17 years young, was living a life actually of leading to alcoholism, you mm-hmm. know, just smothering as I look back a lot of my pain. However, uh, God had a different say-so and grew up in the church. Mother wasn't an option at that time, mm-hmm. but God gave me an experience. And he really just, in a dream, I'm a dreamer. He ministers to me that way. Uh, And he just really showed me um, the pits of hell. And literally, I was getting ready to go over into a flaming, burning hell. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, my body was just sweating. I was wet. I was my my head was hot. Every part of me was hot. And I thought I was really in hell. And I said, Lord, save me. Mm -hmm. And at 17 and now I'm much younger. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still running for the Lord. Yes, I will never forget that. Oh, that's awesome. I will never forget that. God's grace is wonderful. He is, and and, and didn't go back to hard liquor at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yes. Now, do you have a favorite Bible verse or section of Scripture? And if so, which one and why? I love the Word, but my favorite Scripture, I have two of them, but I'm going to go with the first one, Ephesians 6, 12. Mm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities or spiritual wickedness in high places. The, mm-hmm. we, the darkness of this age is really, really blinding us to truth. And that's my favorite scripture because our life is a warfare in Christ. Mm-hmm. The enemy is relentless and he doesn't give up. And we as God's people, we have to become relentless and understand our power. And that's where dunamis comes in, which leads me to my next scripture, Mm -hmm. Ephesians 3.20. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 3.20 is awesome. I love it. Now unto him who will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ever ask or think according to the power. And that's that dunamis that worketh on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. Exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. Ask or think. We need to start asking and thinking. Yes, we do. And using the power of our mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Seriously. Right. Uh, And that's what the warfare is about. Going back to Ephesians 6.12, our mind, the enemy wants our mind, Greg. And can't you see it in our world? Mm-hmm. people's mind they, they're going crazy that is so true it's mm-hmm. not against mm-hmm. the flesh and blood it's but not it's the flesh and blood holding the word in our thinking there you go and understanding how principalities and we don't like to talk about that in the church but the enemy wants to occupy the soul of mankind mm-hmm. because that is his way of executing right you know what i'm saying right absolutely. so when you see a person who's murdering is that is those souls that have been occupied and the enemy plays on the mind and that's the mind and the emotions and then the behavior goes to act upon that mm-hmm. you know and so that's not flesh and blood right <laughs> now that sort of ties into our next question too because dunamis woman enterprise that's the name of your company one of your companies yes You've got a few. yes yes uh, why the word dunamis well that's what god gave me which stems from ephesians three twenty, and it is an enterprise because he's given me a vision of conglomerate of entities because as believers we're looking for things externally and what God is giving us is already been placed on the inside of us for mm-hmm. instance if you need some more money your creative ideas to start imagining and thinking guess what it's on the inside of you 
You know, the word comes to activate us, mm-hmm. that power, and that power is the same resurrection, resurrection power that raised our Lord from the dead. And we got it in us. So the enterprise represents all of that. And I'm going to tell you, it's not easy because I have many obstacles mm-hmm. uh, because of that, because it comes to create change by giving people what they need. I'm in the people business. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Now, you do wear many different hats. You're an author. Mm-hmm. You're, you have two books. I have. Um, speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, teacher of God's Word. I love it. TV hey. and radio show host. It's all God's Word. <laughs> among, all right, <laughs> among many other things that you do. Now, out of all those things and all mm-hmm. the different people you come in contact with, what would you consider to be the overriding theme or emphasis that you see is needed in their lives that you bring in your service to them? The other titles are wonderful, but the core of who I am is teaching God's Word. Because mm-hmm. without His Word, we are lifeless. You know, and not only just teaching it, one of the other professions that I did not tell you about is I am a clinical therapist. And so God really have given me a gift to look at things from a clinical aspect of the soul of man, utilize his word to bring healing to mankind, first women, then men. And the reason why is women, because we are life givers. And we are emotional and we harbor things in. We we incubate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so if we're not healed, it affects our home. It affects our family. It affects our children. It affects everything that we do. So that healing is very important. And so teaching God's word, I love it because I, I teach them how to apply it to their life mm-hmm. with specificity. You know, what's for you, Greg, is not what's for Gary. What's for me, D, is not for... Diana, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we get lost in the church setting, just listening to one sermon and trying to apply that to our lives. And it may not be that apropos. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. God's a very specific God and he works with the individual. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And you know, something else just ties into that because I watched one of your videos on YouTube just Mm -hmm. before we Mm -hmm. uh, met here this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you talked about there was Showing people their identity as who they are, yes. not as what they what do. they do. Maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Well, we get we get it's 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 ingrained in us that we get caught up in the what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, who I am is a woman. Mothering is what I do. Author is what I do. But oftentimes we get caught up in the profession of things and lose sight of who we were created to be, you know? And when I came out of the womb, I was told that I'm someone's daughter. And so I had to learn how to be a daughter by pleasing my parents, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And so it goes back to the what, you know? But who is Dee? Why was she born? What did God have in mind when he chose to create me? And I think we've lost sight of that and nobody really have ever so much sat down and dealt with the inside of us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find that true identity in Christ. And, and that true identity us. in Christ. Yeah. But it's, you know, from a psychological standpoint, it's it's very hard to do because as the woman, I have to take ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell many women, you know, I tell many children, put it this way, your, your mother loves you in some cases when they're, they're hurting. I said, but the woman is hurting. The mother's not hurting. Right. The woman is hurting. But it comes out through her motherhood. Mm-hmm. That's just an example I'm giving. Because she really haven't sat down to really figure out and understand her true identity in Christ. Because we, we get so many responsibilities. Right. Now I'm going to go a little off our list of questions. Go ahead. Because I'm thinking here, Dunamis Woman Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I don't want the guys out there to think that there's nothing there for the guys. <laughs> oh, it is. there is. Right, it is. Right. It is. Uh, real awesome men. Mm-hmm. Uh Actually, it stemmed from uh, Genesis, the 17th chapter, Abraham and Sarah. He said, descendants, their father and mothers of many nations. Before we end up understanding our power, we have to understand who we are being healed. And he told Sarah, you shall produce kings. Hmm. That's where real awesome men come in. You know, you all are kings. Our men are kings. And women, if we could birth you in the natural we should be able to know how to pray and birth you for the vision and the mission that God has for you all in the in the spirit. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. You know, so we have to under the, our world and our society is trying to separate us. Mm-hmm. Men are losing their identity trying to be women. You know what right, I mean? Right. Women trying to be men. Mm-hmm. Uh, women are independent. Oh, I don't need a man. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're here to pray for you all, birth you all. What is your mind saying? Real awesome men have a powerful mind. Yeah, and real awesome men, that's one of the 
the part of the enterprise. Part of the enterprise. Right. Dunamis Woman and Real mm-hmm. Awesome Men magazine. Yeah. Dunamis Woman and Real Awesome Men International Ministries. There would be no me without the sperm of my father. Right. He was a real awesome man. Right. We, need, we need each other. <laughs> we need each other. There you go. Now, what's the great passion of your heart? As you could tell, right in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you have valuable words to speak. <laughs> Speaking. And that's why I said D speaks, you think, you know, because words are powerful. And from that standpoint, I love speaking to the heart of man, to the soul of people that makes them really think and go home and say, hmm, you know, sometimes it's difficult for people because they don't want to think, mm-hmm. you know, but to go down in the crack crevices of your soul. So that's my heart and my passion is to be before people, God's people and all of them are God's people, and just to really engage and speak. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about Next Level Leadership and what's all involved there? Next Level Leadership is really what it says, Next Level. You know, I believe we're in a season and a time that everyone has to view themselves as leaders. Everyone was born a leader, but we have to be developed. It's a strategy to that. It's kind of like a flip of dunamis woman because many people don't understand what dunamis is. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So from a marketplace ministry, next level leadership is understanding that where my pain is is where God is taking me to the next level that I may reach other people. Leadership is not about you. It's always about others. And Christ said the greatest leader is first what, Greg? A servant. A servant. I have to understand how to get to the next level. Many business owners, they still doing the same thing and they're getting outcomes, but there's more for them Mm -hmm. as they understand who they are versus just what they do. That's what's going to take you to the next level, your business and your ministry. Okay. Now, in the leadership circle of Mm -hmm. men today, Mm -hmm. who has had maybe the greatest impact on your life? In the leadership circle? Men or women? Well, the, well, John Maxwell, that's okay. why I'm a certified coach, <laughs> you know, which he, he is an outstanding leader, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I love him because he's so passionate, you know, and from that pastoral perspective, I pastored for t- t- 10 years and I love it. Uh, but also to the late Dr. Miles Monroe, hmm. you know, awesome leader. And he really was passionate about the development of leaders. And I followed both of them for a little over 30 years and they have really impacted my life. Now, is there a biblical person that has made an impact on you as far as their leadership and their life? Oh, my God, Abraham. Hmm. Immediate obedience. (laughs) (laughs) Delayed obedience is disobedience, you know? And he was the first of a movement through obedience, and Hmm. it trickled on down. And it went all the way down to where our Lord and Savior was born through the lineage of David. Mm-hmm. And Abraham was that friend of God. He was that, yes, he was yeah. that friend of God. And I, I, that's just so important to me, and that resonates. And Sarah, you know, being a woman, that's where it all started from with me. And we, we, we as women cannot be afraid to be submissive, and that doesn't mean being weak. Mm-hmm. It's understanding our purpose and our mission. And I, I, my next book, Greg, is The Power of a Silent Woman. A silent woman is a powerful woman, and Sarah was silent, but look what she inherited. Now, can you give us a little more background on that book that's coming out? That's or? coming out. You're right. <laughs> heard, we need to wait until it uh, hits oh, the shelves. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you wait until it hits <laughs> okay. the shelves. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. All right. Now, what are the other two titles that you did? Uh, How to Pray with Power on Purpose. Okay. Prayer is my life, and, and I couldn't write anything before that. And, and it's really with specificity for women to understand how to take their pain, how to be utilized for prayer and supplication for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one is Great Man, What Art Thou? You know, it's the silent cry of a woman's heart. Uh, Greg, good is no longer good enough. You know, you're not just a good man. We as women have to see you all as great men. And I am a great woman. And the greatness is because I've been crushed. I've been rejected. I've been misused. You know, I've been all of that. But God uses all that to produce greatness. That's a wonderful perspective. To That's what the book is about. Get the book. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I should have brought you one. Yeah. Apologies. That's okay. Now, in addition to the new book that you're working on, mm-hmm. are there any other projects that you're currently working on as well? My, my, my main focus right now is this movement with the book currently, Great Man, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. It's not just a book. Um, I host events. Uh, I, I, my, my, my endeavor of this movement is to travel, go across the globe, to speak to the heart of women, to understand who really who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are dunamis women, but a dunamis woman is a great woman. But it gives so many biblical truths and strategies and nuggets. And anytime I speak, 
I always create a participatory platform. And so just for women to convey their hearts, that's my focus right now with this book. Uh, and I'm always writing, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a publisher, you right. know. So I do have a leadership book on the rise. Uh, I do have Power of a Silent Woman. And then um, my daughter, she is the chief operating officer. God has gifted me to build a legacy for my children, my two daughters. And so we're going to do a book, Mirror, Mirror, because there's a lot of mother and daughter issues. That sounds wonderful. And we got our issues. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you also do radio and TV. Can you tell our listeners where they can either watch you on TV or listen? In Aurora, Total Living Network. I love it. Um, Every Monday night Mm -hmm. at 10.30 p.m. Total Living Network. Uh, that's my get your leadership fix. Spiritual principles. God has placed me in the marketplace to teach the word of God, to apply it to your life, your business, and your ministry to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on WYCA, which is out of Hammond, Indiana, and it goes throughout there in the south suburban area of Chicago every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Okay. Yeah. And, and then it, also in Alabama, correct? And you know what? In Alabama, I am out there on 95.7, and I just shifted from WAGG to another station that's reaching young people. Awesome. Young people. We can't forget about them, Greg. Yes, that's for sure. The 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, if we don't do something from a leadership perspective, where are we going to be? They're searching. And that was the age when I got into the Word because I was searching. Yeah. And someone loved me enough to speak God's Word to me. And that's what I aspire to do. So thank you. Because if they can get you, I can get them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Now, what's on your heart today that you'd like to share with our listeners to encourage them in the things of God? Oh, God, what's on my heart today is really just winning the souls for Christ. And I really want to encourage all the listeners that you are a soul winner. And oftentimes we don't know what that means. But I really want to be able to engage with the listeners to help them understand who they are. I think that that's a that's a missing piece. Uh, We're powerful. We're great. Um, We have so many things that God has for us. You know, it's good to follow leaders, Mm -hmm. but it's another thing that I have to see myself as a leader. You know what I'm saying? And it's good to respect the pastors and the leaders and our presidents and all of that. But, Greg, what about me? (laughs) God hasn't forgotten about me and God hasn't forgotten about you and if you're listening trust me God has more for you than you can ever imagine yeah it's Mm -hmm. that purpose he's got that purpose for each of us it's that intentional living why am I here Mm -hmm. based upon who I am and who he created me to be yeah that's encouraging for sure thank you if a listener would like to reach you, either to mm-hmm. have you speak at their church, their mm-hmm. conference, mm-hmm. or their Bible study, or maybe they want to order your books mm-hmm. or see of all the different things you have going with mm-hmm. the Dunamis Woman Enterprise, mm-hmm. what would be the best way for them to well, get a hold of you? thank God for the website, www.dunamis, that's D-U-N-A-M-I-S hyphen woman.com. That's www.dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S hyphen woman.com. I'm relational, Greg. They can always call me at one eight five five b dunamis D-U-N-A-M-I-S. If you forget, contact Greg. He'll let you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll put all that info, too, on our website. There so you go. So people okay. can get a hold of you that way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very empathic. I love building up men, and I love bringing healing to the hearts of women. Well, thank you, Dee, so much for being with us today. Greg, thank you. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I put my trust, my holy shield, and the horn of my salvation, and my high. I will call upon the Lord Who is worthy to be praised So shall I be saved from my enemies 
the sorrows of death surround me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid the Lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer my God my strength in whom I put my trust my holy shield and the horn of my salvation and my high tower Thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. Thank you to our guest, Dee Collins from Dunamis Woman Enterprises for sharing her heart and life with us today. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, just send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the Praise Line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. We will play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of The Solution Radio Show. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. Thank you very much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. All financial donations are tax-deductible. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, that address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Also, there is a donation link available on our website. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. <laughs>